the Next Level Loan Officers podcast. To learn more about Next Level Loan Officers, go to becomenl.com. Hey, this is Frazier with Lead Pops and Next Level, and I'm proud to present this episode of the Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Lead Pops is the industry's only future-proof growth solution. You can check us out at leadpops.com. All right, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the number one loan officer podcast by loan officers. We don't just say that, we believe it and we mean it. And it's like, you know, when you say I'm the number one LO as voted on by my mom. Well, this is not like that. It actually is the number one podcast by loan officers. Hey, this is Next Level founder Shane Kidwell with my business partner, my friend, and a true Texan, mm. Mr. Kellen Vaughn. You like how I added in that true Texan piece? Howdy, Jane. <laughs> Howdy, neighbor. Well, I'm excited to be here. I mean, this is a new market. It's a it's a new year. And sometimes that means new ideas. And sometimes it means new ways of doing the same things. Yeah, that's right. You know, listen, I'm always, I think, as a good originator and business owner, which you know, I'll, I always define that as, listen, if you're 100% commission, you've got your own business, right? Whether you yeah. technically are W2 or not, like you're master of your own destiny. And so, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a loan officer in this market, we constantly have to be kind of evaluating where things are, what direction the wind's blowing. Right. And so, you know, and, and Shane, we're in a dynamically changing market. Right. And such a nice way of putting it. It, it, well, it feels like a crappy better. market. And but you're right. It, it's it's really not crappy. It is dynamic and it is changing. Yeah. And you know, the 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 originator who says, Man, I've got a system dialed in and it'll withstand the test of time, those guys and gals have already lost. I mean, they may just not know it, or they maybe don't want to admit that they're they're done. Yeah, well, you're you're right, and and the reality is, like any time a market changes, whether that's good or bad, opportunity presents itself, right? Yeah, there are um, equally as many people who have made money with the stock market going down as there were who made money when the stock market was going up, right? There's always somebody betting on the other side or somebody taking advantage of a change. Those dollars are going somewhere. The question is, are you capturing them, right? So, listen, I, I'm a like. I'm a simple guy and like I like to do things like paint by numbers really easy. So today we're going to just talk about three things, three simple pillars that as a loan officer in a changing market, what could what do you need to do? What do you need to rely on? What do you need to think about? What are just some three core things that if, if you're a loan officer listening to this, maybe one of these will kind of strike a nerve with you and you'll be like, oh man, I haven't paid enough attention to that. I need to go do that. So I'm ready to just jump right in, Shane. Are you good? Let's do it. Yeah, let's right. go. So, so number one, my number one thing for loan officers in a changing market is you have to ma- master your craft, right? And and I say this in a way of like, you know, there are times when we can get away with a full team handling everything, and maybe we don't, we aren't as in depth and knowledgeable about what's happening, right? And there's times when we can't, but in all times. Knowing your product inside and out can make all of the difference in the world. I don't mean you have to understand every underwriting guideline. That's not necessarily your role. But you should know every little nuanced loan product that Fannie Mae or Freddie or FHA has or that your company does with condos or I-10 loans or whatever it is, right? 
the more you can understand your business, the better you can identify that customer and the better that you can close that customer when you're on the phone with them. If that customer calls three lenders and two of them are like, oh, well, I mean, I think we can do it. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to have to go check. And then you get on the phone and you're like, absolutely. Here's exactly what it says. Here's the program. We can do this. Let's go. Which one are you going to go with? Right. So always, always being the master of your craft. I'll tell you a quick story on that before we go to number two. And this happened yesterday. So uh, it happened yesterday, but it started back in 2014. I worked for a company back then called Cobalt Mortgage. Now, if you look them up, they actually got sold and, and purchased by Caliber Home Loans. And so they're they're no longer in existence, but they owned the Washington market, which is the large market. I mean, they did more volume than Wells Fargo, B of A, like they beat the banks, which tells you something as a retail lender. And looking back on it, what they did is they they built a a builder business portfolio. They did spec lot financing. They did these things to help the builders through the crash. And I actually remember talking to builders that said Cobalt took care of me. That then parlayed into the takeout financing, which then parlayed into building relationships with real estate agents, which created the number one lender in all of Washington state. It's to the point where Caliber actually came into Washington, got beat by Cobalt, mm. left, tucked their tail, came back two years later and bought them. So fast forward to yesterday, and I'm looking into some different unique loan programs to expand my market share because like, there's just not enough of the regular deals to feed me at the level that I'd like to be fed. And I got introduced to this company that does construction builder financing. And lo and behold, it was the three guys who started Cobalt. Mm. So I say that because right now, building relationships with builders that you can then convert two years later into the takeout financing and you can convert into relationships with real estate agents who want to be the site agent for those builders builds you a large, impressive, like strong database two, three years down the road. But it starts with understanding the guidelines on spec financing. It starts by understanding what the lenders can do for the builders. Again, you, you, we're not asking for perfection. We're asking for excellence, excellence in understanding the guides. And we're not just talking you know, what's the minimum FICO for an FHA loan? We're talking understanding the loans that you need in your market to grow your business to the level where you can sit down in a room full of builders and pitch them on spec financing. Yep. Love that. Yeah. So again, whether you're, you know, whether you're in the Pacific Northwest and, and uh, that, you know, spec home builder product is something that you're interested in, whether you're in Florida and you've got a really wild condo program, whether yeah. you're in Texas and you have an I-10 program, Whatever the case is, or whether you're just really good at jumbos or VAs or conventionals, doesn't matter. Just be a master of your craft, right? Like we get paid a lot of money to be an advisor, to guide people through, like know what you're doing. Again, there's a lot of loan officers who aren't renewing their licenses because they weren't a master of their craft. They knew one thing. They knew how to crank a loan through and it was like churning sausage through a machine and that's it. And now they're out here wondering what are they going to do next? So again, changing market, be a master of your craft. All right. Number two, Shane, get uncomfortable, right? One of the biggest uh, downfalls, one of the biggest traps, the biggest ways to fail when the market shifts is to maintain your position, right? To stay comfortable in what you're doing, to not pivot, to not change. You know, we talk about it all the time, right? Doing 
what the comp- what the competition isn't doing, right? Being ahead of the puck. So, you know, really like this is this this applies to a lot of different things, right? Maybe it's social media. Maybe that's an area that you haven't been super strong in and we're in a changing market. You're like, oh, I just don't like being on video. I get it. I get it. Get uncomfortable. Now is the time to press into those areas where you just haven't been, you've either been lazy or you've been comfortable the last uh, couple of years or in the last market. And now you got to get uncomfortable and do things a little different than they've been done before. Yeah. I, I mean, that could be teaching classes. Like right now, teaching classes, there's a huge void in the marketplace for real accurate data, understandings of the markets. I mean, agents are scared because they are typically, although they're business owners, they're not wired like business owners. They're right. not used to the boom and bust. They're just, and especially if they got in the last five years in most markets, right. like in my market, an agent who got in five years ago has never seen a down market. Yep. Educating people is going to be one of the strongest and quickest ways to build relationships with them. And we, if you, you know, have sure. relationships with agents, you're going to win. We did a, uh, at one of our next level masterminds in Las Vegas back in April. So this was really like, maybe as the market was starting to change, but, but not quite there yet. Right. Uh, we did a realtor panel and we had five or six realtors up at the front of the room and I don't know, a hundred loan officers just firing questions away. And the number one thing, the question was, what's the number one thing a loan officer could do to get your attention, to get your business and to be a partner for life. And the number one answer across all of those loan officers. It wasn't, hey, uh, they call me every Monday to check in. It wasn't that they bring me cookies or or uh, bring buy the office lunch. It wasn't that they invite me to coffee appointments. The number one thing was providing education. These realtors want to be educated. And the problem is a lot of times the only one educating them is their brokers, right? Is other realtors educating them about the mortgage business. Or- Which is super inaccurate, by the way. Like the, the, the designated brokers have done a disservice to their community by not under again they're not a master of their craft this goes back to what we said at the very beginning so no i love this and you're right and, and honestly if you just stopped right there and you just focused on really being an expert and and under like again it's like if you think about the military you know i had a navy seal who coached me for a year do you think he was just like an amateur with the familiarity of his weapon mm-hmm. like he could disassemble his rifle blindfolded underwater Right. That's being a master at your craft. And we expect that from Navy SEALs, but we don't expect that from ourselves. And, and that's got to change in this new market. That's right. All right. So just as a recap, and then we're going to roll to pillar three. So number one, be a master of your craft. Number two, get really uncomfortable, change the way you're doing things, create different results. Okay. Number three, this one's really easy, but probably the most overlooked as loan officers think about how to adapt to a changing market. Our friend KT Kenneth Travis, one of our next level coaches and founders, has this saying, and it's been it's never been more true today than it has been. The LO with the most friends makes the most money, right? So again, keep this in mind, gang. When you're in a changing market, and this kind of goes a little bit with being uncomfortable, maybe you've been a little lackadaisical, a little lazy in getting out there and building relationships. But let me tell you something. The best realtor, I'm gonna use realtors things, but the best realtors I know. Everybody they meet, they freaking talk to about being a realtor, right? They always have cards in their pocket. Whether they go to Starbucks or they go eat at a restaurant or they go do something else, they are saying hello. They are introducing themselves. You never know where that next opportunity is. 
And the loan officer with the most friends makes the most money. But what you have to do, and I'll just add one thing. I'll let you chime in, Shane, here. You have to tell your friends what you do, right? I think we're often very um, reluctant to really talk about that because we're like, oh, our friends don't want to know. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They don't want to hear what I have to do. They don't want this. Well, I call bull crap on that, right? Like you have to have those conversations. Friends typically want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And you've got to be that person for them. I've done, I don't know, dozens of loans for friends, for people at my church, for people that uh, we have social events together. Like, be out there, talk about what you do, drop your business card off everywhere you go, and I promise you'll start to see some results from that. Yeah, you need to be the mayor of your town. And I, I've said this to many people on coaching calls. They they say, where do I start with my marketing? And I say, hey, if if, if you said to me, Shane, I want to be the mayor of Keller, Texas. I said, awesome. I said, we're going to start beautiful by town. In beautiful town. We're going to start by dropping you into every different local event, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies, door knocking. And like, I think here's the here's the honest truth. When, when you ask people, hey, like, how much are you getting out there? How much exposure do you have? Do people know you? Are you sharing what you do? I think if we're being really, really honest, and, and this is the pot calling the kettle black, a lot of times we're embarrassed to say what we do because our industry isn't one of those. Like when I was a fireman, I was super proud to say I'm a fireman in Seattle. Sure. Like, sure. Are we, like most people aren't proud to be a mortgage advisor. And that's got to change. So instead of being the person who's quoting rates, what if you're a financial advisor that helped people navigate the most important financial decision of their life? And you did that in such a way that they were able to pay that decision back in half the time of a typical consumer. Like if that's who you are, you want to introduce yourself to everyone in your market because you're going to be bringing more value than you take in payment. The reality is most originators take more in payment than they give in value. Right. Well, that changes with number one, being a master of your craft. That's it. But you're 100% right, man. Right. It's the, being the debt manager. You know, here, let me help you. I mean, if you think about the stories, right? And I know obviously in a refinance market, there's more of these where it's like, oh, I help somebody lower their payment and pay off their this and do that. But think about just even on the purchase side, right? Like, man, I help somebody buy a home that otherwise would have kept renting. You have now forever changed the trajectory of that person's financial life, right? I would be in a different financial position today had I not been a homeowner at a very young age, right? Or or what if I had just kept renting, right? So I'm appreciative to the people who pushed me to buy a home years ago and the mortgage people that got that completed and look where I am. And now I'm able to give back to the community that I live in and help other people realize that. And again, when they're buying a home, that means somebody's selling a home. So somebody selling that home needs uh, you know, they need the cash from the home. They need to go do their other thing. And, and, and in, in between all of this, you're connecting people, right? So I don't always think of myself as a mortgage guy or a, or a debt manager or this and that I'm a connector of people. That's right? exactly like, right. Let me be a resource for you. Hey, you need an agent cause you're selling a house. I may never make a penny on that deal, but I gave an agent now a referral that might pay me back. The, the, my customer's happy or the, my friend's happy and they may refer me down the line. Like, be a connector of people and you do that by being out there and talking about yourself and your business. And we don't do that enough. And especially in times that are tough, 
we stick our head in the sand and we just wait for the storm to blow by. And what I'm telling you is get uncomfortable and get out there and have those conversations. Well, listen, there's this term called being a maven. And it's from some business, like identifying your traits and personalities. But a maven is somebody who knows everyone, who is the connector of connectors. And I'm the exact same as you. And that's what I tell people now. They say, why are you creating these quarterly events for real estate agents at breweries? And I said, I just want to connect the most people with other like-minded people. And the more I do that, the tide rises all ships. My team, my family are successful because you're successful and your family is successful. And that's my goal. And I'm proud to share that with people. The reality was when I was a mortgage advisor, just a mortgage advisor, just quoting rates, just doing the bare minimum, running DU and assuming my processor would fix the file. Like when I was just that, I wasn't proud of that. So to have the most friends, you have to do number one and number two. And when you do number one and number two correctly, then you're proud to get out there and network with more people. And then I would challenge everyone. How do you add value and how do you network? You know, as we were talking about this, man, how many people 60 days after closing build out a mortgage coach showing you how you can take your 30 year payment and pay it off your 30 year term and pay it off in 20, 15 or 10 years and walking people. I mean, it takes 15 to 30 minutes, but, but we're just not doing that. And we need to be better. We need to be excellent, not perfect. And by doing that, we'll grow our sphere, we'll network with more agents, we'll build more connections, and we'll grow our business in any market. And then it gets really, really fun. All right. That's awesome advice. Thank you, Shane. Those of you listening to that, that was great stuff. Let's recap real quick our three pillars, and then we'll be out of here. Number one, be the master of your craft. Know your business inside and out. Know your product inside and out so that you can speak confidently when those opportunities do present themselves. Number two, get uncomfortable right? Do things that you haven't done in order to be successful, to break the mold, to shift your thinking and to have a new approach at doing things. What you've been doing may not be working and may not be relevant in this current market or in a shifting market. And number three, the loan officer with with the most friends makes the most money. Get out there, have conversations, be a connector of people, talk about what you do, educate, inform, be an advisor. And I promise you, whether the market is shifting positively, whether the market is shifting negatively, these are three pillars that we can always work on, always improving. And I love that you said earlier, Shane, you said pot calling the kettle black, right? Listen, we're constantly improving these things as well. By no means am I perfect at all three of these, but I recognize the need to have all of them as a part of our business and that in some markets we have to shift and put more emphasis on these than others. So this is your reminder, your wake up call as the market shifts, makes, make these changes, put these things in place. And I promise you'll see some success. Well, guys, as we, you know, as we end, just a reminder, like, don't go at this alone. You know, the, the people who lose the most weight have a personal trainer. You know, the people who, you know, pass the bar exam on the first, you know, take typically have a tutor. Uh, You can jump on a call with our coaches and really dive in on your business. It's free. There's no cost to you by going to nlstrategycall.com. You can also join Next Level. We have an incredible community of like-minded professionals, private paid community. So you're going to get rid of the riffraff who want to ask questions that they should know the answer to. With over 800 private coaching members and growing, it's the largest private mortgage community of its kind. Uh, You can join the Next Level community for $197 a year. 
I mean, like I say that, I kind of chuckle. It's like, what were we thinking, Kellen? But guys, we want to just be able to give you an opportunity to join the community, stay in the conversation, join a strategy call at nlstrategycall.com. We'll see you on the other side.